0: Hey
1: everyone, welcome into the BT Powerhouse podcast. My name is Thomas Bendit. Um, as always, I will be the uh, the manager and, and host of this podcast for uh, BT Powerhouse. It is Sunday, March twelfth, and it is a special Sunday in the college basketball world, and that is because it is Selection Sunday. Um, <laughs> and you know, there is no exaggerating. This is a really a, a special time in sports a special time in just American culture, you know, when you're talking about March madness is upon us, you know, the games don't start um, until a little bit later this week with the first four. And then obviously the, the first two days of the, well, the only two days <laughs> of the 64, but selection Sundays, when it's really begins, when that bracket comes out, when those championship games finish, and when people finally can start making their picks, they can start predicting the final four, they can start uh, predicting their champions and, and their upsets, of course. So th- this is a special day in sports it is obviously one of, if, if not uh, the third or fourth best day in college basketball period, you know, it's a, it's a great day for the sport, a great day really for any, any sports fan as well. But we have obviously a lot to talk about Um, We may have another uh, writer from BT Powerhouse jumping on, but there's more than enough to get into here. So I'm I'm just going to dive into it. I know some of you may be interested in the whole NIT picture in some of this uh, head coaching turnover. You know, John Gross gets fired by Illinois over the weekend. Um, There's a lot to talk about with that. There's a lot to talk about with some of these vote of confidence statements for some of the Big Ten schools like Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State. Um, And then the the drama of Indiana, um, and and spinning off of that, really, uh, the Big Ten's role in the NIT this year, which should be pretty significant with um, a handful of teams competing in that uh, that tournament. But tonight is about the NCAA tournament. The only thing we're going to talk about for this whole podcast is the NCAA tournament. I'm not going to talk about head coaching turnover. I'm not talking about the NIT. Sorry if you wanted to hear about that this time. That will be on a, uh, a future podcast um, and certainly the head coach stuff where we have the whole offseason to talk about, you know, Illinois is not going to be higher than a coach in the next day or two. So, but we're going to dive into the NCAA stuff. So let's, let's start with the big picture type of scenario um, before we dive into the teams. Um, you know, the big, the big 10 does not get a number one seed. They don't get a number two seed. They don't get a three. Their first, team is a four seed um so obviously not a super strong showing for the big 10 ultimately the conference gets seven teams into the field which excuse me i don't think was a surprising result in the slightest it it obviously was expected by pretty much every bracketologist um as of thursday evening and the big development there was um you know, some, some experts had Iowa or Illinois in the field, but, you know, Illinois and Iowa go down in the Big Ten tournament on Thursday. They're both dead in the water at that point. Um, And I I think we did see as a side note that if Iowa had won, um, they might have gotten in. (laughs) They were seated pretty strongly in the NIT. So um, obviously they, they were pretty close to making it in. Um, Illinois probably would have needed two wins um, in the Big Ten tournament, but That aside, Big Ten gets in seven teams as expected, um, does not get a top, uh, what is it, top 12, really, you know, one or two or three seed, one through three seed. Um, They don't get a team in that group, which, again, expected, you know, uh, the only chance the conference would have had is if Purdue had made a run and won the Big Ten tournament and, you know, had a, a very odd series of events that, that sort of made that happen, but it did not. So I, I would say the first major point as far as the Big Ten perspective goes is obviously not a super strong uh, performance for the conference as far as seeding goes. You know, a lot of these teams were not seated all that highly. You know, um, uh, I, I want to say, what, half of them were like a seven, eight, or nine seed for the conference. So not not a ton of confidence in the in the big Ten here on selection Sunday and you know it's it's gonna be interesting um just we'll get into the individual matchups and the individual teams here in a bit but the big Ten it it is very possible the big Ten is done on the first weekend um I, I hate being negative I hate being down um, you know when you have seven teams here who all have a shot at you know, winning it all, I mean, it's it's certainly possible. We've seen crazier things. Um, you know, Butler and VCU <laughs> made the Final Four a while back. So, I think, uh, I, I hate to be negative about it, but we do have to acknowledge, you know, first, uh, the first point is it's certainly possible the Big Ten misses the, the second weekend altogether. Um, so, I, I would say that's my big takeaway. I think the Big Ten is going to have some work to do. If they're gonna make the final four that that's what I would say, but um, but we do have a uh one of our writers on here, uh we have Casey uh Casey, how's it going? Good man, big day in the uh, college basketball world yeah, yeah, exactly um i'm I'm just talking to, I was just starting talking about some big picture stuff, you know, kind of a lower seated day for the big ten, not a lot of confidence from the committee. um, what were your initial reactions uh as you saw the bracket come out? Uh, a lot of tough matchups,
0: uh, really no guarantees. Um, like you mentioned earlier, Michigan got a real tough draw with uh, Oklahoma State. Even, you know, a number five-seeded Minnesota got Middle Tennessee, who's a top 50 team in Ken Palm.
1: So, yeah,
0: real real tough draw.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I And, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it's unfair as far as the overall conference goes, just because – you know, a lot of the teams, I, I don't think you really could argue too much about where they landed, um, but uh, yeah, just, uh, it, it, it's going to be tough. I'll, I'll, I'll just put it that way. Um, but with that, um, why don't we dive into some of the matchups here? And I'm, I'm going to start with the bracket. I'm going to start in the, the top left, which is the East. Um, I'm, I'm looking to see who, uh, the, only, the only Big Ten team that landed in the East bracket, this is Villanova's uh, bracket. Um, was Wisconsin, who is an eight seed, they're going to tip off against uh, Virginia Tech in the in their first game. As the eight seed, obviously, if they win, they likely await a matchup with Villanova. Um, Casey, did you have any first thoughts on this matchup, Wisconsin seed? Uh, anything along the lines for the Badgers? Uh, yeah, I thought you know I think
0: Wisconsin's overdue to go on a run like they had earlier in the year, and potentially if they get past Virginia Tech, could be a real tough matchup for Villanova. Uh, They play the opposite style that the Wildcats play, Uh, muddy the game up, slow it down. So, yeah, if they can get through uh, the Hokies, man, I I would like to see them beat Villanova, and I actually think they can.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to start with this, which is kind of the elephant in the room. I think Wisconsin was, uh, you you know, let, let let me just put it this way. Uh, First off, I I do not think Wisconsin was deserving of an eight seed. I thought they should have been higher. Um, I thought an eight seed was kind of insulting, given what they've done over the course of the season. Um, And spinning off of that, uh, as I said, I don't really have a problem with with where the Big Ten ended up overall. But some of these seedings, even in the Big Ten, just didn't make any sense. Um, You know, Wisconsin... Uh you can make an argument. They played a tougher schedule than Maryland overall. They had more wins. They made it they beat uh well, I mean they went farther in the Big Ten tournament. They didn't uh match up against Maryland, I guess, uh head to head. But um Wisconsin did beat Maryland head to head. Maryland's a sixth seed, Wisconsin's an eight. And frankly, I, I just I don't see the explanation for it. Um I I know Maryland fans are probably screaming in their cars or their offices right now, as I say this uh, to defend the Terps. But I I think this is a big, big set of recency bias on the Badgers. You know, they, they didn't have a good finish of the season. You know, they lose six of eight heading into the big 10 tournament, but I think at some point you have to step back and look at the big picture. I mean, Wisconsin had a good set of wins. They won a lot of games. They beat a lot of good teams, including a lot away from home. So I, I think, I, I just, I didn't understand how Wisconsin was an eight seed, you know, particularly in comparison to where some of the other Big Ten teams landed. But with that out of the way, um, yeah, Virginia Virginia Tech is going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, they had one, they had two matchups against Big Ten teams this year. They beat Nebraska on a neutral court. Um, this is in November. And then they beat Michigan on the road in the Big Ten ACC tournament. Um, I will note that Michigan game uh, the Wolverines were up big and just kind of let their foot off the gas in the second half. So I, I wouldn't read a ton into that result. But um, Virginia Tech is a dangerous team. Almost all their losses are against NCAA tournament competition. Um, they played Florida State tough in the ACC tournament before they got knocked out. So I think that's going to be a challenging game um, for the Badgers. And, you know, Virginia Tech is a, uh, they're a tough-nosed team. You know, they I I know their offense is a lot better than their defense this year, but you know, with Buzz Williams, they're going to be a tough-nosed team, which I think is going to match up well against how Wisconsin plays. But uh, you know, if Wisconsin can slow them down in in shooting, I I agree with you. I I think they're going to move past the Hokies. And um, Ken Palm right now has the Badgers as favorites. Uh, he has them winning by five, and he gives the Badgers 66% odds to win um obviously the the downside i i know you're a little bit more confident but um beating villanova is gonna be tough uh <laughs> yeah you know, the uh the wildcats obviously are are seated that highly for a reason um and and the the sort of uh trick in there too is even if they do get past villanova uh duke uh a red hot duke is also in that bracket so um something to watch there but but with that we got six more teams to cover so I'm gonna I'm gonna move down I'm moving you know in the typical bracket sheet format um our next team down is in the west bracket this is Gonzaga's bracket um and it's Northwestern who is also an 8 seed which by the way um uh, Wisconsin won two more games than Northwestern this year had a better Big 10 record and beat the Wildcats in the Big 10 tournament so just gonna throw that out there um as we move along here uh <laughs> Northwestern was also an eight seed. Um, They are going to face Vanderbilt in the the first game. And, you know, like Wisconsin, because they're an eight seed, they would face Gonzaga if they do advance, most likely, um, barring a monumental upset in the first round. So what would you make of Northwestern? You know, obviously a historic bid for the Wildcats. And uh, what do you make of their odds to advance here? Well, Vanderbilt's a tricky team. They snuck
0: in. uh, They went on a late run. They're actually the first uh, college basketball team to make the tournament with 15 losses. So the history right there. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. Northwestern is probably happy they're just there. Uh, Vanderbilt's playing real well. uh, One, six, seven, eight of the last ten. They're they're really rolling. Um, It looks like Vanderbilt is uh, one-point favorites over Northwestern, according to Ken Palm. Yeah, you know, I I'm rooting for the Wildcats and they have a lot of uh, momentum going, but it could uh, could end early for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I like Vanderbilt in this game too. I mean, maybe I'll I'll switch how I feel later on, but um, I I think this is going to be one of those situations where, you know, a lot of that energy and momentum uh, for the Wildcats over the last week or two uh, is going to be gone just because not to say that they're going to be dead or something coming onto the floor, but I, I think, you, you know, a couple of those games are very emotional because Northwestern knew what was at stake, you know, getting into that tournament. And I think that monkey's off their back um, and they're going to be more of just a normal team here uh, in the next game. I know, I know this is a historic appearance again, totally realize that and congrats to Wildcat fans and, and the team, obviously, but um, I like Vanderbilt in this game and I will, say this right now if northwestern advances gonzaga is going to blow the doors off of them so if you have a bracket pick gonzaga if you think northwestern's winning this game pick gonzaga to the sweet 16 because um there's no way northwestern's beating gonzaga i maybe i eat these words you know (laughs) by this weekend but i would be more than shocked um i think gonzaga is the real deal and i i just think Northwestern is going to get bullied um, if they get into that game. But but moving on past the Wildcats, um, the Big Ten has one more team in that West bracket. Again, this is Gonzaga's bracket. That is Maryland, who was a, a six seed. They will be facing Xavier in their first game. Should Maryland win that, they likely face Florida State in the, the next game or Florida Gulf Coast. Interesting, just going to throw this out there, Florida State, Florida Gulf Coast, a little bit of an in-state game. Uh so maybe that one will be a little more intriguing. Um again, I'm I'm just going to keep noting this just to continue to make my point. Uh Maryland 24 and 8 in the regular season. Wisconsin 25 and 9. They have the exact same Big 10 record. Wisconsin goes farther in the Big 10 tournament. Maryland is a 6 seed, Wisconsin is an 8 seed. But that aside, uh <laughs> uh Maryland gets Xavier. Uh what what are your thoughts on this game?
0: Um Xavier has, you know, a decent team. They, Their best player, Edmund Sumner, went down halfway through a Big East play. So ever since that happened, they've, they won. Uh, they lost six straight Big East games, uh, beat DePaul twice, had a nice win over Butler in the Big East tournament, and then uh, lost on a last-second shot to Creighton. So they got in the tournament pretty much because they played so well early in the year uh, before the Sumner injury. So it's not the same team. Uh, you know, you look at their win loss record and, and it's not that same team. Uh, I do think Maryland has a good chance to win, but, uh, you know, Xavier played much better in the big East tournament. So I think it's actually going to be a really good game. Uh, Ken Palm has Maryland as, um, uh, Ken Palm has Xavier as one point favorites over Maryland. I think he's got it dead on there. Uh, going to be a a a real real tight game
1: yeah I, I expect this one to be a close one I I like Maryland in this game I I think the Terps are going to get past just just mainly because of the points you were just talking about this is not the same Xavier team as it was earlier in the year um not to act like Xavier was unbeatable or something back then but they were a much different team than they are now Um, you know, for better or worse, you know, obviously they got struck with some unfortunate news, um, on the injury front, but this is not the same team it was earlier. They're vulnerable. Um, and, and really, you know, as you pointed out, if you actually sit down since February 4th, they have one quality game. Uh, and that's that win over Butler last Thursday, because they have won, uh, four games since February 4th, um. They've uh, lost what? Uh, they've lost seven games, so they're four and seven since then. But three of those wins are against DePaul, the ball. who is who is awful. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm not going to put any weight into those three wins, and and I should note that uh, a, at least one of them was relatively competitive, not not super close. But so I mean, really, they've won one good game since then, and so I'm I'm just not going to buy into it. So I, I'm going to lean Maryland here. I know the Terps disappointed in Washington, D.C., but I think Maryland moves on. But I, I have a tough time seeing Maryland going too far in this tournament. Um, you know, I, I certainly think they're capable of beating a Florida State in the second game. But I, I just I think they're going to go one and one. And I, I think they're going to head home with a round of 32 appearance. But moving moving to our next team here, I'm, I'm in the top right. If you have a bracket sheet in front of you. Um, Michigan State is in the Midwest bracket. They are a nine seed. This is Kansas's bracket. Um, as a little clarification here, the Spartans will get Miami as an eight seed, uh, so it'll be the eight-nine game. And of course, you know, as as a participant in that eight-nine game, should they win, they likely get the Jayhawks in the second game. Um, any reactions to the, to the Spartans uh, seed or uh, or this first-round matchup? Uh,
0: Michigan State. You never know what you're going to get from them this year. You know, lose to Northeastern, beat Michigan, drop a couple. You know, what I mean, they're they're a real tough team to figure out. With that said, you have the the Tom Izzo factor. You know, uh, big time coach, big time spot here. Um, but they are playing a Miami team who has won some real big games this year. They beat Virginia. They beat North Carolina. Uh, so they do have a nice pedigree coming in. You could probably argue that their seat was a little bit lower than it should have been. But, um, yeah, uh, it, it all depends on what team shows up. Uh, where do you stand?
1: Well, um, I'm going try to try to keep this brief because I know we're, we're trying to talk about the tournament and less about seeding now that, for better or worse, the, the, the bracket is set. Um, I think Michigan State is criminally overseeded in this field. I think the Spartans have no business being a nine seed. Um, I think they have no business drawing Miami in this. And frankly, I, 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 I thought they deserved a spot in this field, but you cannot convince me that they are more deserving of a nine seed. Like we just talked about Xavier, who is an 11. And honestly, I think Xavier's resume might be better than Michigan State's. Uh, that, that's my opinion. I mean, if you if you sit down and actually look through Michigan State's resume, And adjust for what the committee itself said in this bracket. It makes no sense. Uh, You you start with non-conference play. They had one, what I would view as one quality win in non-conference play. Uh, And that would be over Wichita State. But the committee had Wichita State as a 10 seed. So really that's not even a great win according to the committee's own uh, bracket here. And Michigan State lost to Northeastern at home in non-conference play. So, really, they have absolutely nothing to show in non-conference play except for the fact that they lost to some really good teams, which I I don't know. I mean, I understand strength of schedule is part of it, but I I can only give a team so much credit for losing a game uh, because, frankly, anybody can lose on the road against Duke. Um, But you, you move into conference play, they had two nice wins over Minnesota, they beat Northwestern. Um, And then they beat Michigan and, uh, you know, they had the Wisconsin game here at at the very end of the season, but really they have a bunch of rough losses. Uh, They, a lot of these wins are against really mediocre competition. I mean, I, I talked about this before, but um, if you look at their resume, since February, you know, February through March, so far, they've beaten one NCAA tournament team and they've lost every other competent opponent they faced. Um, and I, I just I, – I don't want to sit here and rip a, apart the Spartans because I think they're going to be a – they're certainly a dangerous team, you know, with that, that much talent. But I, I think they are criminally overseeded in this bracket, um, and I, I don't think they have any business being at a nine. I, I just don't. But moving past that, as I said, I want to try to keep that as short as possible. Um, I think they have a great shot in this game. I don't think Miami is that great uh, to start off with. I think obviously Izzo is an outstanding coach who will have his team up for this game. And I think they're more than capable of winning this game. I know uh, Ken Palm has uh, Miami as a slight favorite, but I, I honestly think the Spartans are going to win this game and, and move on. You know, I, I don't, I haven't been particularly impressed with Miami through this season. I know they have some nice wins uh, certainly late in the year, you know, they knocked off Duke in late February, but, I, I think Michigan state is going to win this game and move on. But I think, I think Kansas will truck them in the next, the next round there. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, just, I, I do not like this seating uh, for the Spartans, but moving, moving past uh, my disagreements there to our next uh, big 10 tournament team. This is, we're staying in the Midwest here. Uh, this is Purdue who is a four seed. The Boilermakers are the, the big 10 regular season champions they are the highest seeded team in the big 10 and they got a four seed where they will play Vermont. Um, any reactions to Purdue seed and or uh, the matchup with Vermont?
0: Vermont's good. They
1: they won 21 straight, 21 straight games.
0: Uh, and to add to that, it would have been criminal to leave them out had they not won the, the America East tournament. They didn't lose a game in conference play. And, Say they, you know, they were down to Albany late in that game. So, if they lost that game, they would have been held out of the tournament. And, I mean, I know that we want to award the, the tournament winners with the automatic bids, but I don't know. In that in that case, you know, they did so much good work in the regular season, it would have, it would have been criminal to leave them out. But uh, I do think Purdue hands them the first loss in the last, you know, three months, and uh, keep it rolling. After all, they're probably the Big Ten's best uh, – best dog in the race here to get to the final four. So
1: I I think they get past Vermont. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I I think Vermont is certainly going to be a tricky team. Uh, The one thing Purdue has to watch, uh, which will be an advantage and a disadvantage is Vermont's a pretty small team. (laughs) Um, In average height per Ken Palm, they're 164th. They don't really have a a guy over six, eight in their lineup. You know, obviously Purdue has the, the two, uh, Big time, big men up front. So I I think that will be an advantage for the Boilermakers, but you are going to have to be careful. You know, I I think they saw this a little bit with Michigan when they played them, not to say Vermont is the same team as Michigan, but uh, just it's going to be a clash of styles. That's what it's going to be. So I I think sometimes that's a little tricky uh, for for teams, but I think Purdue is certainly the better team in this matchup. I think the Boilermakers will move on, um, and I, I think they'll do it. I don't want to say in blowout fashion, but I think it will be convincing um, in this game of the move on. And I, I should have mentioned before should Purdue get past Vermont, they will face the winner of the Iowa State Nevada game. Um, Nevada's a little bit of a tricky team, so don't overlook them to take down the Cyclones. But assuming Iowa State advances there, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's, it's going to be another one. Iowa State is another uh, very uh, perimeter oriented team. Um, they're going to shoot the ball a lot. So I, I, I think it's going to be uh, really a frustrating for Purdue fans, I'm sure, to get another another one of these teams. You know, Iowa State, one of the best teams in the country in three-point shooting, uh, great offense. You know, they have Monte Morris, obviously, who's going to be a, a machine. They got Burton up front. So I, I, I think Purdue may, may have some trouble getting into the Sweet 16 just because Iowa State has a lot of similarities to Michigan. Uh, which I'm sure Boilermaker fans do not want to hear. But um I do think Purdue advances at least one and uh at least on paper you you have to like Purdue against Iowa State, but it's gonna be a very tough game there for the Boilermakers in in that second round. they um, but They're over moving on, oh yeah, yeah, I know. Um certainly for a first round win. Um yeah. so moving on moving not. on to our uh our sixth Big Ten team, that would be the Michigan Wolverines. Who just won the Big Ten tournament today? Um, and this is a, also a good opportunity to spend a little time on the Big Ten tournament. I'm not going to recap the whole thing just because we have so much bracketology stuff to talk about. But Michigan lands as the seven seed in the Midwest. Again, this is Kansas's bracket. They will get Oklahoma State in the first round. Should they advance, a very very likely matchup would be with Louisville in the in the second round for a shot at the Sweet 16. Um, let's, let's start with the big 10 tournament. You know, the Wolverines were the eight seed coming in. I know I had been talking all week that they were very dangerous, arguably the best eight seed ever in the big 10 tournament's history. Um, what did you make of this run? You know, Michigan beats Illinois, Purdue, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, uh, in four days, <laughs> uh, they go four and um, and get their first big 10 tournament crown since, uh, 1998. Um, what you, what'd you make of the run and, and what do you think of the Wolverines right now?
0: It just felt right, you know what I mean? After the the whole plane incident and then coming in versus the Illinois, wearing their practice uniforms, it was like, you know what? This definitely brought the team together more than it hurt them. Uh, they're playing definitely playing for one another. Uh, Bayline's keeping, you know, this starting unit out there basically the whole game. They're, you know, really got a good chemistry going. Yeah, it was just uh, a perfect ending to uh, –
1: a story that started out scary on, on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously we should throw out as well. You know, obviously everyone's happy to hear that no one was seriously injured in that, uh, that plane crash, you know, as Michigan's trying to get to DC for the big 10 tournament. Um, I know Derek Walton got nicked up a little bit. He had some bandages on for the first game, Um, but no, no serious injuries. Obviously thank God about that. But um, yeah, I mean, You can just tell I I, I have said this uh, a couple of times on this podcast that I I thought Michigan, what, what has so frustrating about them this whole season, you know, as a Wolverine fan, I can say what has been so frustrating is they've always been a dangerous team, a difficult matchup, but they've just for the first three months of the season or so, they were just five, six points away from winning so many games from being so much better. Um, and I, I think you saw that in the Ken Pom stats, you know, they were a top 25 top 30 ish. Um, I know at their low point, they they actually got right around the 50 mark, but top 25 ish, top 30 ish mark on Ken Palm, but they were not showing that on the court uh, game in and game out. And I think they finally turned the corner, you know, whether it's a little better rebounding, a little better defense, you know, Derek Walton obviously has exploded as a, uh, just a phenomenal player right now. Uh, I, I said this on Saturday after Michigan beat the Gophers, but I said, I don't even know if I would take Caleb Swanigan over Walton right now. And um, I'm serious about that. You know, he's been phenomenal over the last two months of the season. And I, I think he kind of had his breakout party here over, over the weekend of the big 10 tournament, but Michigan has won. Uh, I want to say 10 of their last 12 games. The only losses were, were that, uh, Uh, The only losses came from uh, that Minnesota road game um, in mid-February where it went to overtime, thanks in large part to a controversial technical foul on Beeline and his staff, and the Gophers pull it out, and then that crazy Northwestern ending on the road uh, where Northwestern gets the Hail Mary pass and and gets it at the buzzer. So, I mean, uh, really two crazy endings away from being undefeated early February, which is crazy considering Michigan's played Purdue twice in that stretch, Wisconsin twice in that stretch, uh, Michigan state, Indiana, uh, and some difficult environments as well, specifically with Bloomington. So I I think um, the Wolverines are hot. You you can make an argument. They're uh, one of, if not the hottest teams in the country. Um, And they'll certainly be a team to watch out for uh, as we move ahead. But, I, I, actually, you know, as, as a person who I, you know, I was sitting pretty high, you know, after Michigan had won uh, against Wisconsin earlier today. And once I saw that Oklahoma state matchup, I just went, Oh, great. Um, Oklahoma state is a really good team. Uh, they're 24th on Ken Palm right now. They've lost almost all of their games against good teams. Uh, starting back at the beginning of the season. I I think you can make a legitimate argument. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with Oklahoma State being a 10 seed, but if you were seeding by actual just team quality and not resume, they would not be a 10 seed. They would be much, much higher. Um, And I I said this uh, to someone um, earlier tonight, but I think Michigan has a tougher matchup in the first round than Michigan State does. And Michigan is seeded as a 7 seed, and Michigan State is a 9 seed, which is just mind-boggling. Um, I, I think you could make an argument, you know, Michigan has a tougher matchup than a lot of the teams, you know, even including Wisconsin gets Virginia Tech. Now, granted, Michigan would get the two seed in the next round, theoretically, uh, you know, Louisville instead of Kansas or Villanova. But uh, that, that's just kind of a crazy considerate uh, crazy development. Now, I would say uh, Michigan fans who are who are kind of upset about that and, and frustrated, um, you know, first off, you're red hot. So that you have to be excited about that. Um, But two, you didn't get the 10 seed Wichita State. So be happy about that because uh, Wichita State is way better than a 10 seed um, and you didn't get that. So uh, what do you what do you make of this game? I know we talked about the Big Ten tournament, but what do you make of this Michigan Oklahoma State matchup and or a potential matchup with Louisville in the second round?
0: Well, you rarely see uh, a 10-seed only, a one-point underdog over the 7-seed. But, uh, yeah, you know, Michigan got a real tough draw. Uh, Oklahoma State's the 24th-ranked Ken Pond team, and, and Michigan's 21. It was just, you know, they couldn't have gotten worse luck, especially after going on that run. Um, you know, I, I I think Michigan will win uh, just because they're riding such a high right now. But, but like you said earlier, Oklahoma State is uh, – Definitely a good team. They, they had a couple really nice stretches this year, a couple really bad stretches. They're actually in the middle of a three-game losing streak, but to me that means they're going to come out, you know, really firing. So, like the, the Maryland game, I, I can see this one being real real close, and, you know, I hope uh, the Wolverines pull it out for you, man.
1: <laughs> um and and one note as well for for fans who are expecting on watching this game uh michigan and oklahoma state are both top five in offensive efficiency on kent bomb so it's gonna expect a shootout is what i would say uh on <laughs> take on the Friday. Over. yeah yeah take the over expect a shootout between those two teams um on st patrick's day uh which should be fun um but moving into the big 10's last team uh, that would be the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They are the five seed. They're in the South. This is North Carolina's bracket, you know, kind of uh, reiterating that. And um, they get Middle Tennessee, as we mentioned in the first game. And should the Gophers advance, they will get the winner of the Butler-Winthrop game, um, obviously Butler being the higher seeded team, which which would be a challenging matchup. And I did, again, just want to note this, uh, Wisconsin went 25-9, and 12 and six in the big 10 Minnesota went 24, and nine 11 and seven in the big 10 um, Wisconsin went farther in the big 10 tournament. Wisconsin is, is an eight seed. Minnesota is a five seed. So just want to continue to note that as we go through here, just to cr- try and illustrate uh, the insanity of some of this big 10 seeding and uh, separation here. But um, what did you make of Minnesota seed and, or what did you make of this first round matchup? well, all Spartans fans should
0: remember uh Middle Tennessee from last year. Fifteenth seed knocking out knocking out the number two seed uh, Michigan State team. But yeah, you know, they're back this year. They won thirty games. Uh definitely a uh a tough draw for Minnesota. Um Middle Tennessee's won to do ten games in a row, you know, all against conference USA competition, but still you know, they they are rolling. Um Minnesota showed a little bit of weakness versus uh, Michigan, and that could be in large part to uh, Akeem Springs going down. He's the captain of the team. He's definitely going to be a tough guy to replace. Uh, He's one of their best shooters uh, on a team that doesn't have a ton. So, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The Gophers are on upset alert right now. You know, uh, Patino doesn't play a a ton of players anyway, so to lose a big piece like Springs is is really going to hinder them going forward.
1: Yeah, I, I agree personally. If uh, I, I hate to go with the conventional logic on, um, uh, <laughs> you know, the five twelve. Typically, you know, that's historically been the where the upsets have come from. Um, but this, to me, is the one that I would circle as far as Big Ten teams getting upset, and, that, and that's with the caveat that you know, Michigan losing to Oklahoma state would not really be an upset. Uh, you know, we just went through why that game is so tight, you know, Northwestern Vanderbilt, Wisconsin, Virginia tech, those are all even games. Uh, really the big 10 only can have three upsets and that's Maryland, Purdue or Minnesota. But this is the one that would scare the crap out of me if I was a golden gopher fan. And first off, uh, as you brought up, you know, Middle Tennessee did it last year, and they did it to Michigan State, who was a powerhouse last year. So I, I would start with that, and I know um, we, we should at least acknowledge that Middle Tennessee's team is different. You know, these aren't the same guys. Every Everything's different than before. One year doesn't say what's going to happen this season, but Middle Tennessee's a good team. They've beaten some quality competition. They beat Vanderbilt. Um, they beat UNC-Wilmington. They beat Belmont. They've beaten some quality competition, uh, even uh, Ole Miss and Toledo. Um, and they rolled through uh, through Conference USA. In um, a lot of these games, you know, double digits or, or more than that. So I, I think this is a real hot team. Um, they they take care of the ball on offense. They're efficient. They can hit the boards on defense. Um, and, and they're – they they take care of possessions. I guess is, is the big thing I would stress on offense. They don't turn it over. They don't get sh- shot blocks, um, and and that that's something that would scare me. And the Akeem Springs thing I think is a great point. You know he went out for the whole season um, after the Michigan State game. Um, Minnesota knocks them off, but Springs uh, suffers a lower body injury and and will miss the remainder of the season, which certainly disappointing for Springs and and obviously the Golden Gophers as well. But I I was of the opinion that I didn't think the Springs injury would affect Minnesota much this weekend. And and I'm referring to the big 10 tournament just because um, I I don't, I don't think teams could really game plan that quickly. Um, You know, especially Michigan, you know, when they played Michigan, you you only had less than 24 hours to game plan for that. And you don't really know how Minnesota is going to adjust with that. So I I think it's really hard to take advantage of, uh, purely from that, but a whole week, and you, you know, you have a whole tape of game now where Minnesota played without Spring, so I, I think that's going to be a dangerous uh, factor as well. You know, not having him, that backcourt gets thin. Um, but on paper, Minnesota's the better team. I would certainly stress that. But this this is a scary one. Um, if I'm Minnesota, you cannot not look ahead um, and. For those wondering, Ken Palm has the Golden Gophers as two-point favorites with 55% wow. chance to win, which, uh, for a 5-12 game, uh, should raise some eyebrows. That's what I that's what I would say. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's but that's that's all seven teams. Um, that's the whole Big Ten. As I said, I, I feel like we we both picked all the games here. Um, so let, let's take a, a bigger picture here. Um, for just two final questions here. As I said, we're not we're not going to really dive into each specific matchup. But um, uh, it, first, I, I want to start with, um, did you have any gripes with any of the teams left out? You know, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio. Well, I guess I'm not really going to include Ohio State. They missed the NIT, so obviously they weren't close. But uh, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, did you have any gripes with any of those teams being left out? No, we knew
0: that. You know they were they were gonna get left out after uh, not showing up much in the uh, Big Ten tournament, and honestly, Illinois and, and Iowa were left for dead. You know, with three quarters of the Big Ten season done, so they've got themselves back in the conversation. But anything at that point would have been would have been gravy. Great, you know, uh, so yeah,
1: no no snubs. It was it was all deserved. Hmm. Um, I I agree. Uh, I, I had no issue with any of those teams being left out. And frankly, I didn't think any of them were that close uh, to making it in when all was said and done. Um, Iowa ends up with a one seed in, in the NIT. So obviously the Hawkeyes weren't too far out, but I didn't think any of them were that close. And I, I, if I'm a fan of any of those teams, I'm not upset that the committee left them out. I'm more just upset with how the team played. But uh, that that aside, um, so let let's play a fun game here. You know, I, I talked about it at the beginning, you know, the big 10 not seeded that strongly in this year's bracket, you know, things are looking a little shaky as far as uh, making it to Phoenix for that final four. Um, so let's, let's start with this weekend. We all know there's seven teams coming in. Um, I believe what, most of them are favored in their first matchup. So, yeah, 4 4 of the 7 are favored in the first matchup. So, just over half. So, let's do this. Sweet 16. I'm going to set the over under at 1.5 teams. So, are you going to take the over or the under and number of Big 10 teams who make the Sweet 16?
0: I will take
1: the I will take the over,
0: but right at two. Okay, two teams uh Purdue and uh, <laughs> you know what? We'll go Michigan. Go,
1: okay. The, 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 okay. He's playing hot. Yeah, yeah. I I would take the under. And and here here's my reason. Um, as as I said, first off, uh, three three of the teams, uh, on paper, I know, that, take it for what it's worth, but three of the teams on paper aren't even expected to make the round of 32. So if you uh, just assume that's correct here, which is always a dangerous game, but we'll assume that's correct for the sake of argument, four teams make the round of 32. Um, Of those teams, uh, again, just assuming the Ken Palm odds here kind of sort out, um, Wisconsin's one of those teams, Michigan's one of those teams. um, Both of those are going to face really, really tough teams in uh the second round game um and uh that's you know Wisconsin gets Villanova, the defending national champions, and Michigan would get louisville <coughs> excuse me uh who's a two seed so i I think right there you have to think uh oh uh that's that's gonna be tough um and then I mean uh you know both of those teams would be. I don't want to say substantial underdogs, but they would definitely both be underdogs in those games. No doubt about right. that. Um, Minnesota would get Butler. I actually think Minnesota would match up very well against Butler. I would feel relatively decent about Minnesota getting there. But uh, for the reasons I just said, I'm not even sure Minnesota makes it to the round of 32. So I, I don't know if I, I can buy those there. And for Purdue, uh, again, Iowa State's a tough matchup. Um, I think Purdue will make the sweet 16. I truly do, but beating Iowa state is not going to be easy. Uh, I I will just put it that way. So I, I'm going to say one at this point, just because if you have seven teams, uh, and most of them are favored in the first game, just by raw odds, you should be able to get one through, but I, I just, I don't see the two this year. I I think the big 10, uh, you know, I talked about this like a I want to say like a month ago, but you need more of those higher seeds because it's tough when you have to face a one or two seed in the second game. It you have to pull off a monumental upset in game two to even have a chance. And you know, Sweet Sixteen and on, everyone knows this, but every team you play is either hot or really, really good. Um, so it's gonna to be tough, but I, I would say one. Um and uh, let me get your opinion on this because obviously you have two. You have a little more confidence than I have.
0: Um,
1: do you think the Big Ten has a Final Four team this year? No, I do not. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely with you. I. I personally, I have a feeling the Big Ten's not even going to have an elite eight team this year. And I hate to uh, be the the downer on this whole situation, but it's just it's just odds. I mean, uh, I, I like Purdue a lot. Um, I really do. I think they're a really solid team. But, you know, if if you just look at where things sit as far as their bracket goes, you know, assuming they get through Vermont, which I think they will do relatively easily. Um, Iowa State, that is a coin flip game. And then you're talking about a likely matchup with Kansas, which uh, I don't know many teams who want to play Kansas or would feel confident about beating them. Uh, and, and then you get through there and then you're talking about, um, you know, that would get you to the elite eight, obviously, but, uh, then you're talking about, you know, potentially Oregon, potentially Louisville, maybe you rematch with Michigan who you just lost to. Um, I don't know, but, uh, I would not feel super confident about that, but, uh, I, I think the Boilermakers have the chance. I certainly would say they are the big 10's best chance, and that's just because, they have the, the best route to the sweet 16, obviously. So I, I think, um, but I, I think they have the best chance, but I, I would not pick a big 10 team to make the final four this year, which will be disappointing if that happens, but you know, uh, it, it's just, it just seems like <laughs> that's the year, but, but with that, I, I think that's all about all we have to hit on here. Uh, Casey, any final thoughts on, on the bracket, on the big 10 tournament or or anything else about March madness here? Um, Well, how about this? Any
0: non-Big Ten teams you have uh, sleeper-wise going, making a deep, uh, surprising run in
1: in the Big Ten? Sleeper teams, interesting. Um, I don't know if I've if I've figured out my sleepers totally yet. I I think Wichita State, but I don't even know if they're a sleeper because I feel like most people are aware that (laughs) they are. They're not a ten seed. They're way better than a ten seed. Um, So, but I, I would say be wary of Wichita state and the other one, which um, I keep regretting telling people about this because I I feel like I want to win some of these bracket pools, but uh, uh, Gonzaga is legit this year. I know everyone's going to doubt them, but this is a really good Gonzaga team and it is much better. It's the best team Mark few has ever had at Gonzaga and to claim that they're going to lose just because a couple years ago, Gonzaga lost as a one seed and, and really it's not even a couple of years ago. I mean, it's uh, I'm looking at it right now. I believe 2013 was the year they lost as a one seed. Um, So, I mean, to sit here and and be like, oh yeah, this team will not go to the final four because four or five years ago, yeah, four years ago, they lost as a one seed in the round of 32 just makes no sense to me. So I, I would say watch out for Gonzaga and Wichita state. I, I know these are very obvious statements for the hardcores, but, um, that's, that's what I would say. Uh, do you, do you have any at this point? Um, I'd
0: say look out for SMU, uh, a team who is underseated. I put they, play, they play really good defense They kind of play, uh, you know, a tight rotation like Michigan does not a lot, like five or six guys max, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I think they're they're going to do
1: well. Um So yeah, look out for them, definitely Sweet 16 team.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, they'll be an interesting team. I I'm, I'm looking at their profile right now. They've lost one game since November. Uh certainly I I know they're not in the best conference, but that's that's impressive to say the least. And fun fact, one Big 10 team who actually beat them this year was Michigan. So, uh Hey-o. Yeah, interesting note there uh, from the Big Ten perspective. But but with that, uh, Casey, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, For everyone listening, thanks for coming on. We will certainly have more stuff this week. Um, There's tons of stuff coming up on the site, and there will be more podcast information here in the coming days. But uh, thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.